Welcome to a new episode of the podcast, To The Challenges. This time, for the first time, we're sitting all physically in the same room. So, woo! hopefully it's going to be an improvement. Sure, if I, at least I have hopes in it. Hope it should also be better on the technical audio side of things. So definitely let us know. We won't do anything with it, maybe for season two, but that's definitely not in the current plans. We should do this differently. I think it at least doesn't fail. As you all guys know, we're here with uh, Stan, we're here with Isabel, and we're Hi. with myself, Sebastian. And today's topic is going to be reflections. So, what is reflection? That's actually a hard question. It's like, so you have this topic of reflection. It's going to be like, oh, I know a lot about reflection. But quickly you come out that reflection is still sort of many things. But one thing that is actually not is a scrum reflections or like retrospectives. What do you mean by that? So, okay. So just, I want to preface this entire thing. So if you start thinking about like you're a tutor and you do reflections, you kind of notice that you do like reflections with your group but those are like usually called retrospectives and at the beginning you sometimes think that they're the same as like you come out in like a giant group to reflect but a retrospective is like kind of a group therapy sessions for reflections sometimes mm -hmm. um, but reflection goes much deeper into it and I think and at least I hope that during this course of a podcast we actually oh. see how deep the rabbit hole goes what do you mean like the other way around? Like Scrum Retrospective is a kind of reflection. Yeah. But reflection is not only the Scrum Retrospective. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes a retrospective can be a reflection. And sometimes a reflection... What else wait, would it be? Wait. Okay, so if... Okay. Well, so typically, if I'm with a group, you're doing Scrum, mm -hmm. you have the set meetings, you have the planning meeting, you also do a retrospective at the end of the sprint. Yeah. That is when you do the reflection, right? Yeah. So what do you mean? Sorry, that's... there are more ways to reflection. Um, yeah, definitely. Okay. So, so reflecting, in my opinion, is all about evaluating like a situation, thinking back on it, and critically asking yourself the question on like, what can I do better, or what is actually the thing that I want to achieve in a certain moment? Because as opposed to a math problem or like a problem in a video game or something else you typically really think like if you succeed in something like that you like have instant feedback and if you don't succeed in something then you also have instant feedback on like okay what i just tried wasn't working very well but once you come to uni or like you're just working in groups and all of these things are very much more dynamic and you actually don't know if you're making the correct things then suddenly it's like oh shit Am I actually doing the correct thing? And I think that reflection captures that essence of if you're working in an open system in which you don't know if the choice that is correct or not, trying to make a statement about that, that is the art of reflection. Right. Yeah. So um, it kind of fits in the situation that we're talking about here when you typically uh, are tutoring some kind of challenge-based learning setup. Yeah where there isn't a teacher that gives you feedback constantly, there are no graded exercises or things like that, where you get instant feedback on the technical side uh, if you're doing things right or wrong. So you kind of have to figure that out yourself as well. So having these reflections 
gives you the opportunity to improve. So that's kind of the setup as well, right? In Scrum, you you kind of want to have this continuous improvement. You want to be better at the end of the project than you was before than you were before. I think that the retrospective is kind of essential in that, right? So that gives you kind of the uh, designated time to reflect. improve, yeah, and to mm -hmm. reflect and see what what you can do better. Well, the improvements you do you do after the reflection, right? But I feel like the retrospective is a way to get people together and to talk about it. But when I'm busy with something, I always think about myself like, oh no, this I could have done this better or could have done that better. So it's also continuous for the person within itself. So it doesn't have to necessarily be at the retrospective, but also just during the whole course, because it's just continuous. If you just think about yourself like, oh, wait, I did this wrong. How can I do it better next time or something? So I don't think the retrospective is the only place to reflect. I feel like there are multiple ways to reflect, but it's the only place where, or not maybe the only, but the only, one of the places where the teacher comes in the most for the reflection. Um, it's kind of like when you said, uh, like, ah, oh, everybody's like reflecting internally about like, oh, what can I do better? But I think actually reflections are the most important specifically for those points that you just miss. Because mm -hmm. something that I noticed with at least myself is that there were just like so many blind spots during my own like thought process and like reflecting, which then somebody points out and it's like, oh my God, I've been doing this all wrong. Or like this idea that I had about this thing, no, it wasn't like that at all. And I think reflections is like one of those very variable and very rare moments in which those things can pop up. You mean the retrospectives or the things that pops um, up or do you mean the reflections with other people? just reflecting with other people in general mm -hmm. uh, and retrospectives are a very good way and a very structured way to get everybody to reflect to enforce it yeah which in my opinion should be done a lot more or like i can understand why it's enforced because like in my opinion reflection isn't a skippable exercise as much as that how much people would like to because it saves time and you're working on an actual project and you just want to finish that damn thing i think that reflections is actually like one of the most important thing in the entire project yeah right. sometimes your students like why do we reflect i mean it's just a waste of time and you see the same outcomes etc like why would we do this and it's hard to make them understand like okay reflection is actually important for you as well but they are just thinking about the grade that they're going to get and they want to work on a project about it. So mm -hmm. to put their goals in line with the goals that we have for them is sometimes a task. Right. So I guess bottom line from this discussion is really, we think that this is important, right? So reflection is the key ingredient for a successful project. Or is that maybe overstating it a bit? Um... I think that is overstating it a little bit. Yeah. So I think I, it, it makes it smoother. It, it might make it smoother, but it also might make it rougher, actually. Like if you're exposing pain points in between communication, then it can sometimes help, but it can also... It, okay, it, so, so what kind of things would you reflect on then? All right. So f uh, until now, we've kind of been a bit abstract about reflection in general. Um, 
or what should be reflected on in a group project? So everything. No, I think <laughs> that's a nice cop-out answer, I think. But in, in my head, I immediately come to reflecting on what is everybody's contribution to the group. That's the first thing that I think probably will be discussed. Um, it's just mostly, maybe I've been in like really tons of like bad groups, but I think about like the first things that are coming going up is this person who's always late, like, hey, can you please come on time next time? Or, hey, I've noticed that you're really like not contributing on this area. Is something blocking you? Do you need like more help? Or are you just like not putting any time in a project? Um, like frustrations, like, hey, I noticed that you're really assertive on this project. Can you please just calm down a little and like let us explore and enjoy the project a bit more? But Maybe that says a lot about how I think, <laughs> but I think sadly enough that those kinds of things are like always the first things that come up during reflections. Uh, it's just solving frustrations that are in the group. Well, right. what I also do is like positive reflection, like saying people do something good, etc. That also helps the group appreciate each other and connect more with each other. I think that's also something that's very important. And I feel like you shouldn't only do personal reflection, but also group reflection, because I had a group from which the meetings were taking hours instead of the 15 minutes it should be. Mm -hmm. So if they linger too long on a, on, on a subject or whatever, it's not only one person where this is coming from. It's really the whole group. It's not something you can do on your own. You can improve yourself, but you also have your teammates, which should improve on the same thing as well. Mm -hmm. right. So I feel like you have the whole group that you can uh, reflect upon. You have the whole process that you can reflect upon. Like, do we need more meetings or more separate meetings? It's not necessarily about the group, but more about the process. You can also reflect on the product yourself. Like, okay, this product isn't as far as we want it to be. Like, what can we do to improve like there are more things to reflect, reflect upon and then just individual reflections. And also mm -hmm. like one person to one person is possible, but there's so much more to reflect upon. Yeah. So I'm hearing personal frustrations, group process in general. So more like efficiency or, or that kind of stuff. Uh, productivity of the group in general, those kind of things, more like the, the soft parts of the group work, but also maybe... Um, Technical requirements, I hear. So like planning, uh, what kind of features to leave out, leave in. Um, and I also that, that positive feedback. Is. Yeah, definitely. Appreciate uh, Showing appreciation to each other. That's also something which might not sound like reflection, but it's also some kind of reflection because you're telling someone like, you do this very well, keep doing this, or we can put mm -hmm. you better into, onto this or this project because you are doing this better than most of the others or faster. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what I think is a bit of a challenge in general. Sebastian talked about these personal frustrations, essentially, uh, that can be hard to achieve maybe to, to discuss this openly because people can feel offended or attacked, maybe. So I guess it probably makes sense to also do this in the reflection, right? Because you want to improve group work. And if there are people in the group that are constantly frustrated by things other people do, then that's not going to turn out well. So it is good to have an environment where you can discuss this 
but I guess you should also practice in some sense in how you do this. Because mm -hmm. I don't think it's it's very trivial. I mean, uh, I've seen a lot of groups where this is hard to do. Yeah. Uh, so raising these things can be important. Having a sense of safety that you can actually talk about this is, is important. So this is also a skill that students should kind of uh, develop. Yes. Yeah. And I think students should also understand that other students are learning as well on how to do this. Mm-hmm. And that people can struggle from it. Like if they understand each other, that it it might not come out as right as they want it to. Yeah. On university today, I saw a poster which said like feedback is a gift, wrap it as one. And I kind of like how that's said. Like if I just tell you like you're always late and it frustrates me, it's not really something positive if you say like hey i noticed you're showing up late it could be better if you show up early because then we can start together and then we have a good start of the day and then you say something positive on what it would improve instead of just saying the problem but also the action which could be taken and why it is important mm -hmm. so wrapping feedback is something that could be difficult for some people and if you understand when it's difficult for them, then you can try to steer them in some kind of directions. Yeah, and you definitely do notice a very large difference, or at least in my opinion, on people who kind of can nail it on like how to give feedback properly. And I think that one of the best things that you have in like those default like Scrum Master or like tutor trainings, or even Scrum training in general, about that nonviolent communication, mm -hmm. that actually does help so much and you do notice that when somebody is like used to be like overly aggressive with their feedback uh just trying to incorporate these things like the difference yeah. is night and day so just to summarize the essence of nonviolent communication is to keep it to yourself right so yeah uh, you start with how you feel uh that you might feel anxious or frustrated or uh, any kind of feeling that you have caused maybe by the behavior of someone and if you really keep that to yourself, what you can say, right? So you know how you feel, you own that. And you're asking the other person to maybe try something different to see if there's something that you can change. And if you have this exchange while keeping to your own feelings and also listening to the other person that you might want to see a change from what their side of the story is, how they feel, uh, maybe you agree. That is kind of the trick, right, for this system. Yeah. And it also... It is a very nice way to make sure that you communicate something not aggressively or like in a non-attacking manner, which isn't necessarily really judgmental at the same time, but it still really like gives you room to show you and express what you're feeling at that point of time. Uh, and I remember like way back on like I used to be like very aggressive in the feedback and um, one of something that changed me a lot was just a uh, professor coming up to me and saying like hey what you're doing right now it's not effective you need to stop that just why don't you try speak from like the iPhone and it was like small tricks on like how you could actually incorporate nonviolent communication and just being like spoken to like that changed me so much for the better uh, and i think that is something that we can like take a large role on ourselves to also do that with the people that we are tutoring yeah because not everyone in that group takes the meeting where they are talking about nonviolent communication 
only one person does that and sometimes they don't pay enough attention to really take it to heart and all right and practice it later so you really have to look out for that and also something that i notice in my groups for example is that they tend to only give feedback to themselves like reflect on themselves and not really on the group or on other other people that's also i don't know if you also notice it like if they first start out like the first meeting they're mostly talking about themselves and not mm. about others of the group. Hmm. I don't think that I necessarily no. notice that. Oh, uh, maybe then I just have to yeah. have some groups which... Uh, but is that a bad thing, per se? It's not necessarily bad, but it's also withholding you from talking about things that you're frustrated about if you're only talking about yourself and not talking to others. Right. You may kind of force that uh, when that happens to just ask to the other people in the group, oh, do you agree on this this view that this person is presenting of himself? And then you kind of may be forced to get a reaction from the rest of the group. Yeah, I did that, of course. But yeah. it's fun to see like how they start off. If you're very new to reflection, then they usually start off talking about themselves because they are used to talking about themselves and not necessarily giving feedback to others because you don't want to hurt your group because if you're hurting someone in the group, like if you do it violently, then you mm -hmm. can disturb disturb the group dynamic that you had. Yeah, maybe also in the beginning that is more apparent because uh, the group isn't so much aware of what everyone is capable of and what they're doing. Oh, uh, they're sure. just starting out; they don't know each other. Maybe uh, so that may be also a bit harder, and you know more about yourself then. So there are more things that you can bring up. Mm -hmm. But I guess it's kind of interesting. I also think it's good to also include some self-reflection into these retrospectives. I mean, it's also good to look at your own behavior and not just at others, because you're as much part of the group as the other people. Yeah, that's not what I'm saying. I'm yeah. not saying that individual <laughs> reflection is bad or something. I mean, if individual reflection, you should do it all the time and yeah. improve yourself, of course. But it's something that I noticed and I find kind of fun to see, or I thought it was only maybe it's only my group but mm -hmm. that's in the beginning you don't know much of each other so you tend to reflect on yourself and not necessarily on the whole group right and does it change near the end of a quarter well i incorporated like asking questions to them like mm. okay how do you feel about this how do you feel about that so i connect things together and then it starts to roll I want to kind of formulate this in a, a bit of a stronger statement. Um, is it the task of a tutor to teach reflection skills to the group? Depends how well the group is doing. <clears throat> and if you, what your knowledge is about reflection. All right. Sebastian is really I'm really on the fence on time. this. Yeah, yeah, it is. I think it is. So on one hand, I think it's the task of the university foremost. But it is so hard to teach each other how to reflect properly without somebody that is standing above you in some way, in my opinion. I think that having some sort of an authority figure just leading you the right path is something that isn't needed often, but when it's needed, it brings huge change, in my opinion. And I do see this as not something that we can expect from everybody, but I do think it's like, it should be something that we actively should strive forward to make sure that when we are in a position to make that huge change, that we can capitalize on it as well. 
Do you think that having an authority figure, uh. is that something that is necessary to create a safe space for the students such that they can reflect? Mm. The question of how do you, like, is an authority figure, for example, needed to create a safe space, is thinking a bit different? Um, if there's already a safe space, do you still need the authority figure? Um, I don't think it's needed. I think that... You see what I'm getting at, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think a lot of reflection can still happen without an authority figure present, and I think a lot of good things can happen. Um, I do still think that sometimes people are really stuck into their own ways or are really emotionally invested in certain outcomes and i think that we should be able to um, just jump in if necessary so for example i think that if you have somebody and he really wants to be a straight a student he works very hard and he demands a lot maybe too much of the other group then i can definitely see in such a situation that he is co totally convinced of his own right and in his opinion he's doing everything fine but in those kind of moments you just need to somebody to have it's like no man you're just asking way too much you really need to calm down and i think there's like moments like that and probably also other moments in which the only real way that that person can actively learn and will reflect on it later and then hopefully change his behavior is by having a authority figure present. Yeah. And then with authority okay. might be one of our tutors, but it might also be like just a group member who is like very actively involved during a session or something like that. So it's more in the event that you have conflict in the group, uh, which should be addressed. Uh, that there's the someone session. outside of the problem, I think. No serious authority, but someone outside of it that can see the picture. Yeah, that can maybe help. Mm. Um, Don't necessarily think it should be authority. I mean, they would probably listen sooner to it, but I feel like if someone is looking at it from both views and, and not being involved in a group might mm. help yeah. in but those yeah. situations. In my opinion, you're already a step further than just creating a safe space for reflection. Uh, because then you're already talking about the conflict and stubborn people that don't want to listen to each other having their own way and you you need to solve this and i think then you're already uh way further than just creating a safe space for reflection i mean it can still happen in a safe mm -hmm. space i think the point yeah. i'm trying to make is yeah. i don't really think that you need an authority figure for this safe space that is kind of what i wanted oh, to say yeah, yeah. so that, that i agree with that yeah i agree with no but that's just how i Sorry. first thought you might have meant the first thing oh, no. so that's why i asked about it not that i think about it and think that it has to be like that but it's just how i yeah yeah try to understand your point of what an authority figure yeah. gives to the group but it's more like if there's a conflict then someone can step in and put someone in his place if he is uh, outstepping. Or yeah. That's probably a Dutch word. Stepping out of line. <laughs> yeah, stepping out of line. Yeah. But I do think it is useful for, uh, it is useful to have a tutor uh, present at these reflection meetings to teach them in some kind of way these reflection skills. Yeah. So I, I, I guess that is useful because. I do think that if uh, the group is all on its own, then there will not necessarily be 
a reflection or at least a reflection that is useful it depends uh, on your groups like i said if they are definitely. really uh, evolved in reflecting then i don't feel like they need some kind of tutor to help them with that if they already know how they can do it and how to talk about it if there's a problem they can of course come to you but i don't feel like it's necessary to have a tutor there i mean if they don't know anything about reflection or are still very yeah, i wouldn't say young but not leveled into how to do reflections then it can be very useful and it i think you should guide them yes mm -hmm. but i don't think that if a group is already very skilled and you don't know what you can teach them then i don't feel like the tutor is something that needs to like redo all the things that they already learned i feel that True. that probably will be an exception though yeah that's what i said yeah uh, in my experience that's what I said. that hasn't <laughs> happened before yeah <laughs> or at least i don't think that that there were groups that were uh on that level that i uh, would like them to be but that's also purely subjective because i also just have an opinion on uh, how a good reflection should look like but i definitely think that not all reflections should be the same it yeah. really depends on what the group needs at that point um, sometimes it is personal conflict sometimes it just is lack of motivation across the board for everyone or maybe disappointing results uh, that they got back uh, just a week before they need some extra motivation uh, whatever there can be many things uh, that can be useful for the group and i think it's useful to recognize this as a tutor that can be very hard mm -hmm. uh, and then have a reflection that is tailored towards achieving improvement on that specific thing um yeah, but I also had, for example, in the end project, I had like give those two managers and one is at the reflection part. And I actually reflected on how the reflection is done and said to her, like, why not do this or this? Like, I was improving my manager instead of and improving the reflection part. So it really depends on the group. Like, if someone is really skilled in it and know how to guide the group into a better reflection, I don't feel like a tutor is really needed. But that's really just experience with which the group has. Mm -hmm. Right. In that case, I would also like to pose the question, would the tutor be responsible for holding the reflection or should the scrum master be responsible? Yeah, I think that's a hard question because, um, okay, if you're really doing scrum by the book, if there is even such a thing, there is an excellent book on scrum but that's not necessarily what I mean. Uh, yeah, it should be the Scrum Master, right? It's the Scrum Master's responsibility to organize a retrospective and make sure that there comes something out of it that is useful for the group. So in an ideal world, I would let the Scrum Master be responsible for this, but it's also hard uh, to do this. I mean, what should you do if you have no experience with these kind of things? Uh, it can be hard to just find some way to do the reflection that is useful. Uh, you have to experiment a bit. Uh, you don't maybe have enough time to do it. You have to also maybe do some research. So I tend to help, <laughs> especially in the beginning. I think that it is up to the tutor to maybe organize these uh, retrospectives at first and show some ways 
how it could be done. I really like to experiment with all kinds of exercises that you can do uh, that are also maybe a bit more fun than just asking uh, tips and tops of everyone uh, or specific feedback points in doing this into a round, but make a fun exercise. Also, maybe to create more of a safe space and more of a, um, a relaxed environment where there's not so much pressure on coming up with enough feedback points so you can pass the retrospective, but also just, yeah, making sure that people actually think about this and actively participate and it's not wrong uh, to not have anything or, yeah, just just feel a bit more relaxed so you can have more honest feedback from each other. Do you have any, like, concrete tips? Like, you mentioned exercises a lot. Yeah. Can, can, could you mention that you actually do something, um, mention something concretely, like, what do you actually do within these sessions? Yeah, it really depends on what I think is useful. Um, so, typically, when starting out with Scrum and a, a group is inexperienced with Scrum, I think that the most important thing to do first is get the Scrum process a bit more incorporated into the group work. So then I would, uh, for instance, let them search uh, in a book on Scrum, uh, assign them a chapter and give them some minutes to find some really concrete improvement points they can try for the next uh, sprint. So that's really practical and not really tailored across uh, towards giving feedback on their teammates per se, but more on the general mm-hmm. Scrum uh, process. But uh, if it's more uh, getting to know teammates and their qualities, uh, you have these kind of games where you have uh, cards with character traits on them, which are usually positive, but there are multiple versions. You can also have negative ones, but I think the positive ones are, are more suitable. Um, you basically play some kind of game where you exchange these cards and place them at people where you think they are appropriate and you have some kind of discussion about them. So then you're really focusing on positive character traits of people within the group. So yeah, there's all kinds of things that you can try. You can also just Google them. I mean, that's that's, that's how you find these, these kind of things. At least I did. So my advice to tutors would be just experiment with that and try to find something fun. So in my experience, something that is fun and more relaxed, maybe more of a game, brings down the tension and gives more useful feedback. Mm-hmm. I don't okay. know what you guys did, if there's anything that uh, specifically worked for your groups. Well, the first time, uh, like last year, like the first meeting that we had, I said like, okay, we're going to try the keep, stop and try method. Like mm-hmm. you want something to keep happening you want to try something new and you want something to stop happening but the first time i did this i said to the scrum master like okay you take lead in this and you do this but then i didn't really explain how to do it so he gave feedback to everyone in the group it was fun because that kind of yeah broad mm-hmm. made us start for giving feedback to everyone instead of just feedback on yourself but uh, it wasn't really as planned, so kind of fun, but not as planned. But yeah, keep stop and try is something that we use the whole way till the end and not really try experimenting with other things. And I feel like I could have improved on that as well, like trying new things to 
to do this. And going back, by the way, of about the Scrum Master or Tudor should lead the reflection. I feel like it is a skill that you should learn to lead reflections and that not necessarily only the Scrum Master should have this, but everyone should be able to do this because everyone could be the Scrum Master. Right. Yeah, that may be interesting as well. Yeah, my hope with uh, doing these kind of exercises and kind of proposing them or just do them. Uh, so typically I don't prepare them uh, beforehand on what I'm going to do with the retrospective. It just would be a surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I kind of hope to inspire them to see that there are multiple ways you can do this and that they can all take that away, try to find something that might work for them. Um, but if these things kind of work well, and I think that the Scrum Master is kind of also managing the other things that they should do pretty well, then I try to incorporate them into this process of preparing and just uh, maybe have a conversation with them separately to just discuss that I want to try something with the group and let them uh, work it out more uh, tailored to the group or this this kind of thing or ask them to lead the actual discussion during the meeting. But at, at first, I will do this all by myself and then just gradually uh, let the Scrum Master into this as well. Mm-hmm. But I try to keep it to the Scrum Master specifically because that's kind of what they signed up for at the beginning. <laughs> Well, if I notice, like, sometimes there's a Scrum Master which doesn't really fit the role Scrum Master, if you get what I mean. Mm -hmm. I mean, yes, it would be very useful for him to learn, but I feel if I see someone else who's more guiding the meeting than the Scrum Master, I tend to also ask that person just to do it to practice as well, because I feel like the person might be more drawn to those kinds of things to do mm-hmm. right I, I do kind of find it strange in some way because like typically like maybe i'm wrong here but with these like reflections or like at least with the role of scrum master if you join a team like new you just got your undergraduate at like tu eindhoven congratulations and you start working in like a more professional environment the odds of you becoming a scrum master isn't that high probably so it's kind of weird on already uh, expecting somebody to like fully fulfill like roles of like a scrum master and especially reflection, which is kind mm-hmm. of typically done by somebody much more experienced to guide other people as well and place that on maybe already even in first years or like a second years. So I'm kind of mixed on that. Although obviously the further on, like it's a very good way to um train yourself to possibly once you get into that situation eventually it's very nice to at least have that experience already Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, it it depends on the group i guess uh because there are some groups where it really has been uh, an assignment to assign a scrum master from the group nobody wants to do it but someone has to there are also groups where there really is someone who wants to be the scrum master and to and wants to learn these things yeah and then this is well, the university gives them the opportunity to uh, kind of develop the skills to to be a scrum master, and then eventually, hopefully, if they like uh, this role, then they could actually become a scrum master later on in their careers. Yeah, if they like to do that. 
Yeah, I didn't have those groups where someone was like, oh yeah, I want to be a scrum master later on. <laughs> so I didn't have that experience. Yeah. But if indeed someone was like that, I would indeed push the scrum master indeed more in evolving or reflecting on on how he is mm-hmm. doing the scrum part as well. And something else that I want to say is like in the first two weeks, I think you don't really have much materials to reflect on. And I think this makes a good time to actually practice how the group dynamic is and how to do reflection with the group, etc. And in those moments, I feel like the tutor can guide the most into what kind of reflection the project will do later on. Yeah. Yeah. Because you basically set a standard for them and then they can Mm -hmm. go above that. So the first two weeks are, in my opinion, always a little bit awkward because like you just don't have that much like experiences with the group to say like, hey, I'm like missing this or like you, you just have like a small pool of experiences basically. And but I think it's definitely very important to set it as a habit on reflecting. You don't want to introduce reflection when it's needed. You want it to already be there. I kind of hope that it becomes some some automatic mechanism yeah. to think critically about what you're doing. Yeah. In the broader sense, right? I mean we're mostly talking about these retrospectives, which are a designated moment at the end of the sprint to look back at the whole sprint. But you can also think reflection more uh, continuously, uh, thinking critically what you're doing. Why are you doing this? <laughs> it's kind of important to to ask yourself that, right? Uh, so you can improve. So I kind of hope that that is something that the students take away, that this is the kind of mechanism that we want to train Mm -hmm. by doing this explicitly with designated time slots at first. But hopefully these these become less relevant and it just happens. Yeah. One thing that I still want to ask, uh, because I think personally that this is very hard because I don't really think I have been that successful in making this work. But we're talking about doing these reflections, but they usually, hopefully, produce points of improvement for the group, mm-hmm. things that needed to be worked on. Usually just giving the feedback doesn't automatically uh, transform into a better group. You, you need to change something. How do you follow up on that? Well, what I usually do is that I make them write down the reflection and then we reflect on the re- reflection a week later or two weeks later. Like, how is this going for you? Or if you tried this now, etc. So you hold them accountable for the things they put into the reflection. So if someone said like, oh, I want to try to be more on time, and then you're going to go into S like, oh, right, you wanted to improve on this. Did you actually improve on it, or are you still in progress with it? So having like a feedback loop that you, that you go back to what the feedback was last time and see if they actually improved is something that I find really important to make sure that they actually do something with the feedback, yes. Yeah, it is so important to at least make sure to readdress it because if you don't, then it's basically like as if it doesn't happen or it wasn't important in my opinion. Yeah. I think it needs to be, and I'll, maybe it doesn't need to be very prominently, but it definitely needs to be there Either on something like even just put it on the scrum board. If you have like a physical board, put it somewhere on the side. Um, 
or so in you your just face. have a list of things that you just have the group tell them to themselves as a reminder like oh reminder to not do this or to like improve a certain aspect a little yeah. bit more does yes. it work something that i would like is that students will also tell each other to, like hey you're still not improving maybe you could do this or this i would like it that the students do this automatically from themselves but it's hard to ask for like the years that i was helping it was like the corona times where you had to where they all were at home and you can be with most two people at the same time in the room so then it's really hard to have this physical interaction because usually you are in the same room when this things comes up and mm -hmm. you don't necessarily go out of your own way to go to someone like you don't you're not going to whatsapp someone like hey you were late again uh, <laughs> when are you going to be on time no that's not a good way to to give feedback but it's hard to to make sure that students also hold each other accountable right and but does it work readdressing i think it at least doesn't fail and i've maybe that sounds a little bit like a cop out but making changes just takes time mm -hmm. so maybe for something in like week two like something i definitely do see is that when it comes up uh, or like when it's relevant again you definitely do see like a moment of reflection inside of them it's like oh, okay i did it like or you see them thinking out like oh but i did try to do it differently though but mm -hmm. apparently it wasn't good enough um but uh, can it then maybe help to really specify well, what you should do differently because sometimes the outcome of reflection is well we should do this differently uh but then how do you want to do it because well, if you just say we're doing it differently then yeah so there are like i think a couple of like different ways on how this can manifest so sometimes you just have things on like that a person like should be more on time often then being very concrete like it's very easy to be like completely concrete it's like we just want you to show on time like mm -hmm. that's a very concrete action and then if you constantly reflect on it like probably maybe he has a really bad uh sense of of time on like how much he expects like certain things would do and then he just constantly is like okay i just need to readjust or like need to give myself like a bigger buffer or something like that and that is like a continuous process maybe for them so then it like obviously it takes time but it doesn't mean that they're not reflecting but it doesn't mean that it's addressed either um and as for the things on like where the conclusion is we need to do things differently then i do think it is very important to at least have an something actionable because if you have a point of reflection where the conclusion is this sucks but I don't know how what to do about it, then I think it's very unreasonable to expect any change at all. Um, yes. I think if you want change, you need to make it actionable. And if you don't, then it's fine and you can bring it up next meeting, but just don't expect that anything has changed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if, if something ends with it has to be different or this sucks and you don't know how to change it, I would keep them there and just talk about how, what options there are and how they can try to change it not necessarily have to work but that's something you can reflect on the next meeting 
So always put action points there and not just the negatives, not just something that's untouchable. Right. So you want to be concrete, really concrete in what you uh, want to achieve, right? Yes. Yeah. Not necessarily what you want to achieve, but how it can be achieved. How, yeah. If you had to think up of like your quote to live by, so to speak, but this will be about reflections. Um, if you want me to summarize. If you could summarize it, then it would be amazing. In, in one quote, in one sentence? Yeah, let's do that. Let's, so if we have to summarize yeah. what reflection will be for each other, because we touched on like so many points and there's still so many left to be discussed about. And our meeting notes are far longer than our script, which is like a true crime for how much paper I... we could have saved. Would you, would you want but, me to say it? So what is the goal? That's it. That's it for me. What is the goal? That question should play a central role. I guess, yeah. And you, Isabel? Well, I was going to think about reflection is everywhere and you should think of how to do the reflection. Mm -hmm. Nice. For me, it's the only answer how to learn in an open-ended system, um, which are three very different answers. Sounds philosophical. <laughs> it is. Yeah. But in my opinion, reflection is really philosophical. All right. Um, I guess I kind of agree. I yeah. agree with you both. So Maybe it's time to, to reflect on this episode uh as well for ourselves but maybe we should do that with the mics off okay i have wrong uh -huh. reflection point okay our podcasts are way too long yeah that's case true. in point close mic drop all right but well, thank you for listening and we catch you next time see you next time see you next time <laughs>